moment and just pray. So if we can all just close our eyes and bow our heads. Holy Spirit, um, we just thank you for this time together, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would move in this place in ways that only you can, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would use, Lord, my mouth to bring the words, Lord, that can only come from you, Lord Jesus, because if it's not from you, God, then they're just going to fall flat. So I just pray right now that you would use my life to be able to speak the words that come from heaven, Lord, and that you would open the hearts of your people, Lord, to receive it. You would open their eyes, Lord, and their ears to be able to hear you this morning. And I just pray, Lord, that you would be glorified through your word, through your truth. And Lord God, that you would just take me out of the equation this morning, Lord Jesus, that people would not just see me, Lord, with a microphone, but they would see you and they would see the truth of the word of God, Lord, that you would just breathe and fall afresh on your word this morning, Lord. Even reveal to those in this room things and revelations that even I did not get myself, Lord. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Okay. I want you to actually keep your eyes closed for a moment. We're going to do a little exercise, okay? <laughs> Sarah's still staring at me. <laughs> She's like, no, thank you. Just go, uh, close your eyes. Don't fall asleep. And um, I'm going to tell you a word. And I just want you to take a moment and to just reflect and to think about what you see, maybe what you hear, even what you feel when I say this word. Okay? There's no wrong answer. I just want you to take a moment and reflect. And the word is home. Home. What do you see when you think of the word home? What do you hear when you think of the word home? And what do you feel when you think of the word home? Okay, you can open your eyes. Now, that might have been a really beautiful picture in your mind for some of you in this room. In others, it might have been attached with pain or hurt or maybe even trauma. And I believe that the Holy Spirit has not just given me a message this morning, but he's assigned me to speak to four categories of people in this room that I believe are here today. One, those that have come from a dysfunctional home. Two, those that are far away from home right now. So maybe you're just in a completely different country. This is, this is not your home here. Or you're creating a new home here. Three, those that have lost sight of your eternal home. And four, those that just don't have a home. They're homeless. Okay? Now, it might be a bit of a heavy message today, but I promise you that God wants to speak to each and every one of you this morning and to reveal to you, if you throw my title up on the screen, that there is a home away from home. That there is a home in him away from what your home looks like right now. And I believe he's going to heal some things this morning in you. And that you're going to be able to find him 
and you're going to be able to find security in him. And you're going to be able to find rest from maybe what you've not experienced before or identified what the word home is attached to. Is that good? Okay. It says in Psalm 68, 5 to 6, he is father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God in his holy habitation. God settles the solitary in a home. He leads out the prisoners to prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a parched land. He is father of the fatherless and protector of widows. God settles the solitary in a home. Solitary means those that are secluded and those that are lonely. He settles the solitary in a home. Point number one, home is closer than you think. If you're taking notes this morning, you can write that down. Home is closer than you think. And as I was looking through the Bible and I was just reflecting on the stories throughout the scriptures of those, when, when you think of the word home and what home looks like in the Bible, there's, there's so much. There's, you see people that come from very dysfunctional homes. Um, you see lots of people that are far away from home. You see lots of people that were actually taken, taken away from home. Um, you see lots of, even uh, with Joseph, uh, his brothers actually sold him and they kicked him out of the home. But what's so revealing to me was actually thinking about Jesus when he was on earth and what it looked like for him and his identity in home. And so in Matthew 8, 19 to 20, it says, and a scribe came up and said to him, to Jesus, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And essentially this, this verse is talking about the cost of following Jesus. But the thing is, is when Jesus started his ministry, him and his disciples were literally bouncing from home to home to home to be able to carry out the work of his ministry. And so in a sense, he was homeless. In a sense, he didn't have a place to just be able to lay his head and to call home to find rest. He also was born into a very dysfunctional family, Jesus. He was born um, to Mary. Mary um, conceived Jesus without being with a man. And that is a very disgraceful thing. And that's why a lot of people cast judgment on Mary right away. So Jesus is literally being born into a family where people are already casting judgment towards him and the way that he was raised. And so he experienced a lot of this. But the thing that I just felt so humbled by was the fact that Jesus went through all of this for us so that I could be standing here today this morning to tell you that you have a home with him. And I just want to go through just a couple things that he went through so that, because here's the thing, if we're going to worship Jesus and we call him our father and our friend, it's one thing to be like, okay, Lord, you're my father, you're my friend, but you're up in eternity right now and you're 
on the throne and I'm here and I'm suffering and I'm hurting and it's really hard. But guess what, friend? I want to tell you something this morning. He went through the exact same thing. He went through the exact same thing. And he chose to do it. It was his choice to do it so that we could have freedom, so that we could have a home with him. He chose it. He was spat on when taken to the cross, whipped and beaten. His disciples fell asleep in the garden before he went to the cross in his time of struggling and agony. All he asked was for them to stay awake, and they fell asleep. Peter denied that he knew Jesus after walking with him for so many years. Abandonment. He lost his cousin John, John the Baptist to a brutal death. Loss. Grief. He hung on the cross in humiliation, stripped of his clothes, and people asking him, if he was truly the son of God, throw yourself off. Humiliation. Judgment. Embarrassment. Loneliness, abandonment, have a home with him. So when he tells his children to come, he's saying it from a place of, I get it. Come to me. I've literally prepared the way for you so that you can come. What are you waiting for? It says in Psalm 91, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. I'm going to say that one more time. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. I want to tell you this morning, church, that Jesus is closer than you think. Home is closer than you think. A home that is secure. A home where you can find rest. A home that is unwavering. And even a home that is eternal. Number two, home stretch. And I looked up on Google the definition of home stretch because then it just came into my head. I was, I was actually praying the other night and I was like, Holy Spirit, what, what, am I, what are my points? I'm like, I have the idea in my head, but I'm like, what are my points? What are you trying to say? And these two, these two words came into my head this point and then the next one that will come after this. But home stretch. I was like, okay, interesting. I'm like, is that a word? I'm like, I think it's a word. <laughs> but it says, um, as a definition in Google, the part of a race course between the last turn and the winning post. The part of a race course between the last turn and the winning post. And you know, as I was reflecting that, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to bring this this morning and people are going to be like, you know, Pastor Kylie, that's great. Like, yes, we have a home with him. Um, you're telling me it's a secure home, it's, it's safety, I can find rest there. But I'm still going through it. I'm still walk. I'm still homeless. I still come from a place of abuse and I have to go home to it every single day and face it. I'm going through a divorce right now. I'm feeling it. I'm walking through it. 
what do I do then? You might ask, what do I do then? And I want to tell you something very simply this morning because I can't give you the answer, only God can. And it sounds cliche, but it is the only way. It's the truth. It is the truth. On this earth, because we live in a fallen world, there is going to be pain and there's going to be suffering and there's going to be hurt. And that doesn't mean, I want to tell you this morning, that doesn't mean that he is not good. And that doesn't mean that he is not faithful. As I just showed you right before, Jesus walked through it himself. He didn't come on this earth and just have a happy-go-lucky life and everything was perfect. He went through the pain and he did that purposely. He did that so that we could look to him in our relationship with him and be like, Lord, I'm struggling right now and I am in pain and I am hurting and I don't know what to do, but I know that you have gone through this and I know that you have prepared a way for me and I know that you said take heart because I have already overcome the world. So I'm holding on, I'm holding on, I'm clinging to you right now because you are my only refuge and you are my only strength and you are the one that's gonna sustain me. And friend, it's, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. Trust me, I've gone through it myself. But the only answer, the only answer is not going to be me being here saying everything's going to be okay. Tomorrow you're going to wake up and your entire circumstance is going to change and you're going to live in a fairy tale. Because that's not the truth. And that's just, that's not going to be good for you to hear. But the truth is, we're going to go through it. It's going to get harder, right, because we're going against the world. But praise be to God that we have a hope in him. Praise be to God that he has already made the way. Praise be to God that we have the hope of eternity where there will be a new heaven and a new earth and new bodies. And we get to live with no pain, no suffering, and he will wipe every tear from our eye. Praise be to God. And I just want to speak to a couple things this morning of those that might have had these lies enter into their minds. These are very specific lies that have entered into your mind that I believe that the Lord just wants to break right now because they're causing a divide between you and entering fully into the home that God has widely opened the door for you to enter into. I didn't read my Bible today, so I can't enter into God's presence. I've been avoiding what triggers my traumas because I'm too fearful of facing them and ultimately getting full healing from them. Because I don't have a home, I'm now identifying myself as less than, and this lie keeps building up in my mind until I'm unable to get up and back on my feet again. I've lived in a home with physical or ver verbal abuse, and my whole life, this means that I am broken, I will always be broken, I'm forever a victim, and I will live in fear that this will pass on from generation to generation. In Jesus' name, I pray that this will break right now in people's lives. Break off in Jesus' name. Break off in Jesus' name. It says in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Obedient to Christ. Come under Christ right now in Jesus' name. 
This is not your portion. This is not what God has called for your life. He wants you to come. He wants you to enter in. He wants you to find rest in him. He wants to be the father to the fatherless. He wants you to find safety in him. He wants to restore your soul. He wants to refresh you. He wants you to have access to his peace and his grace and his mercy and his love. You are not unloved. I know that's speaking to someone in this place this morning. You are not unloved. You actually are so abundantly loved that Jesus came and died on the cross so that you can come into the presence of God and have a home in heaven with him. He went through that suffering for you because he loves you. Because he loves you. He loves you. You are loved. You are chosen. You are his child. You know, this is why we worship. This is why we come in <laughs> every morning at, or every Sunday at 7.30 a.m. and we get here as a team and we get ready to worship Jesus and to bring people into the presence of God. And I want to encourage you, church, don't be late. Because it's a moment where we get to, as his children, give back to him. The word of God, when we get into the word, we're receiving something, right? And in worship, you are receiving, but it is fully to give God glory. We're bringing it back to him, right? And it's important. And these are the places where we actually get to enter in to the holy of holies. We actually get to enter into the throne room, into his home, and be in his presence. And that's where we get filled to overflow because what's happening this way, he's also pouring out back to you. It's important. And it's important as a body to do it together, united. United, because that, that's what he wants. That, that, that is the desire of his heart is for the bride to come together with one voice and lift up the name of Jesus. And so if that hasn't been important to you or it's just on the back burner, you need to get into worship with Jesus. He's going to meet you there. He's going to fill you up. He's going to reveal things to you. And it, I'm telling you, it's going to it's going to fill your spirit up to overflow. We have worship every I'm just plugging this in here. We have worship every single Wednesday night, every other, sorry, Wednesday night outside of here at a church down the street. And for a while only a couple of people were showing up. That is a midweek opportunity for you to leave everything behind, your work week, your boss, your struggles, your pain, whatever's going on at home, and to come together and lift up the name of Jesus. Don't make an excuse. Come. He's waiting for you. There is a seat there for you. Come. Okay? Number three, home free. Home free. I'm pretty sure this is a baseball term. Correct me if I'm wrong. No? Tag? Okay, it's tag. Home free. Woo. Okay, it says in Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It's very simple. 
He doesn't want you to be in bondage. He doesn't want you to have a disconnect from him. He's broken it. It's broken. The veil is torn. He wants you to enter in. He wants you to come. I'm going to get you to close your eyes again, and I'm sorry I keep asking you to close your eyes, but I want to speak something over you right now. And when I was reflecting and thinking about what a definition of a home with Christ looks like, this is what I thought. Redeemed men and women who love the Father and who are loved by the Father and exist in the love of his Son the true children of God. And I want to speak over you, newly defined household rules. Newly defined household rules. In God's house, stop calling yourself a burden. In God's house, stop defining yourself as dirty or less than. In God's house, stop entering in with timidity. In God's house, stop comparing. In God's house, stop defining yourself as unloved. In God's house, stop defining yourself as not enough. In God's house, leave selfish ambition at the door. In God's house, leave jealousy at the door. In God's house, leave pride at the door. In God's house, leave self-righteousness at the door. In God's house, leave a religious spirit at the door. In God's house, leave fear of judgment at the door. In God's house, leave fear of man at the door. Leave unforgiveness at the door. Enter in with a resounding praise. Enter in with a humble heart. Enter in with reverence. Enter in with a childlike faith. Enter in yielded to the spirit of God. Enter in free from captivity. Enter in free from abandonment and loneliness. Enter in as a chosen child with their loving father. Enter in as blameless. Enter in as pure. Enter in fashioned in his image. Enter in secure of your salvation. Enter in and find rest here. Enter in and find home here with him. Camilo, you can come up now. You can keep your eyes closed. And I want to ask you one simple question this morning. One simple question. After hearing all of that, will you come home to Jesus? Will you come home to Jesus? It says in Revelation 21, 1 to 27, and this is the hope even beyond what's right now in the home that we have with him right now. This is the hope that we even get to look forward to in the future when he comes and when he returns home. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride prepared as a bride adorned for her husband 
And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Behold, I am making all things new. Friend, I know that home can be a very difficult thing to think about. And I'm just, I'm not even talking about a physical home. I'm talking about just being here on earth. It's difficult and it's hard. But if you don't have Jesus, then what do you have? We do, we need you, Jesus. It's only Jesus. That is where we find our rest. That is where we find our strength. That is where we find a place for us to be able to gather and to be able to be filled and to be able to keep pressing on and pressing on and pressing on and pressing on until we are in eternity with him and we get to just lay our crowns down at the feet of Jesus and worship him day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night. It starts right now, day and night, worshiping him, joining as the bridegroom, lifting him up. That is what the church is for. And I want to ask those in this room this morning that don't know if they would leave this room this morning and feel like they have the security of salvation, the security of having a home in heaven, even security of having a home with Jesus right now. And I believe the Holy Spirit is pressing on your heart right now. And he's saying, come home to me. Will you come home to me? I've been knocking at your door for so long and you've made excuse after excuse after excuse and walked away and tried to, to, to find life and, and, and opportunity through the things of this world but it's constantly falling flat and I've been here the whole time I haven't left and I'm waiting for you to come home so come home come home today come home right now and trust that when you say yes to me when you lay your life down surrender and you give your life to Jesus trust that you are saved and you have a home in heaven he is literally making a home preparing it for you so that one day when this earth is passed away you will be with him and there will be a place where there is no mourning nor pain nor crying but he will wipe every tear from your eye that is the hope that we cling to and so all over this room this morning, I want to ask you, if you want to give your life to Jesus, if you've never done it before, you have an opportunity right now to do it. Right now to say yes to him. You don't have to come 
with a million rules of things that you need to do as your next steps, literally all you have to do is open your heart and say yes to him and he's gonna do the rest. It's that simple. He's your friend, he's your father, he has created you, he has designed you, you are purposed, you're chosen, you still have life. Don't give up on him. So if that's you this morning, I'm gonna count to three and I just want you to raise your hand and you can put it back down again and we're gonna celebrate together as a church because it's a celebration. I believe every single time that a child gives their life to Jesus that there's a celebration on heaven because a child is coming home and the devil is lost. So all over this place, one, two, three, raise your hand right now if that is you. Raise your hand right now if that is you. Thank you. Raise your hand right now if that is you. Thank you. Raise your hand right now if that is you. Thank you. Raise your hand right now if that is you. Thank you, Jesus. I believe there's one more in this place. Raise your hand right now if that is you. Enter in. Come in. Come in. Come home. Come home to Jesus. Come home to Jesus. Come home to Jesus. Come home to Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we stand to our feet right now? Let's just give God some praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It is a celebration when your children come home. It is a celebration. I want you to just close your eyes and we're going to pray this prayer together. It's very simple. Just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I thank you for my life. I thank you that you've prepared a way. I thank you, Jesus, that you came down. You died on a cross. You went through an excruciating death for me so that I could have freedom, so that I can have eternity with you. Lord, right now, I'm laying my life down. I'm surrendering it to you. I'm choosing today to follow you all the days of my life until I get to see you face to face. And I know that I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. God is good.